Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Ryan Atkinson, and you are on this cloud. We have a conversation with Anne-Marie Wakely, the founder of Heron, on the podcast today. Really fun conversation as we talk about how she started Heron, how she is making renting simple, the hat she wears within the company, where she's taking the company, all the driving logistics. It's a really fun conversation. really opens up to like what this startup is doing. So I'm excited for you guys to check it out. It's a fun conversation. So let's dive in. So Anne-Marie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I want to go back to May 2020. Heron is officially born. Before you get to that point, before you press publish, can you take us a little bit? How did that build up? Take us what happened in the moment and actually pressing publish on the website. Yeah, so I moved to, before I lived in Austin, I graduated college and lived in Richmond. And I worked in investment management, recommending international stocks to a portfolio manager. So that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of experience. I learned a lot about a bunch of different businesses and different business strategies. It was an awesome experience. I really loved it and I loved where I worked, but I knew I wanted to do something a little more focused. My dad had had his own small business and that was like a big part of our whole family's life. So I was wanting to work in some, you know, maybe like a corporation. I'm from Savannah's a pretty small town. We don't have a lot of big business there. So my friend from up north, think it's so funny, like from big cities, but I didn't know anyone whose parents worked at like a corporation or anything. So it was neat to me. And that was what I kind of moved to Austin to try. And I took a little bit of time off and before I um, started looking for jobs, but I kept running into the same problem. I was living in a much smaller apartment than Richmond. It was a lot more expensive. My apartment was two bedrooms and right by the Capitol, like all these windows, literally. And then my apartment here was like 600 square feet for the same price. So I had gotten rid of a bunch of furniture, but also a, a bunch of like one-off items you needed to use. So like a drill to put put up some shelves. But I mean, I was only going to put up shelves once. So I didn't really want to buy a drill. Or I wanted to have a Super Bowl party, but I didn't have enough seating. Wanted to go out to the park, but I didn't have a cooler. And it was 100 degrees and my drinks would be hot immediately. So I kept running into all these situations. And since I was new in town, I didn't have any friends to borrow from. Mm-hmm. I wasn't Facebook groups weren't as big then. Now I would just post in a Facebook group and whatever. <laughs> but so I was running into this problem. And a big thing for me is waste. Like I didn't want to buy a bunch of cheap things and throw them away. So I kind of started looking into where I could rent items like that. Just maybe a few chairs for a Super Bowl party, a few, a table, a cooler. And there wasn't anything like that. You could rent 60 chairs for your wedding, but you could rent 80 coolers for a festival, <laughs> but there wasn't anywhere where I could just rent a cooler for the weekend and give it back at the end. Yeah. So I started kind of looking into, you know, why doesn't that exist? I'm I'm a big believer in that there's like, I know now, even especially, there's like a reason why things happen. I remember there's things that our customers get frustrated with about us that I know I know now why businesses do things the way they do. So I kind of figured there must be a reason, but I found a bunch of companies in California and Boston that did things a little bit similar. So I started, I took 
their most popular inventory they would like publish it on their website or they would tweet it one of the coos of one of the companies would tweet everything that was rented that weekend and so i have like a giant excel sheet and i just started taking all that information and it was when i put it all in excel because it was easy to see like the most popular things and they still are the most popular things for us so tables and chairs vacuums carpet cleaners wheelchairs things that you are expensive, but you need a high quality version of. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of started doing that on the side. I was applying to jobs, but I was also kind of working on this idea. That's and so- yeah, so I was doing, that's where I got all of the beginning ideas for the inventory, just kind of see what people would rent. If it was the same thing I would rent, got all the information that I stopped applying for jobs. Cause I was like, this is really interesting. You know, this is something that I would like to create so that I could use it. Yeah. So my friends could use it. So new people moving to Austin could use it. So it was really born out of necessity and yeah. not, you know, I wanted to read those things. So in a way, yeah, I was doing it for me. <laughs> for, for other, I was like, if I wanted this badly, I'm sure other people do as well. So I had that Excel sheet of the most popular item. And then I had had some money saved for my previous job because, like I said, Richmond was cheaper. And I actually rented out my apartment on Airbnb. <laughs> I would rent out my second bedroom. So I had money from that, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I because I had a two bedroom. I didn't need two bedrooms. So I yeah. rented it out on Airbnb. So I started yeah, I started working, stopped applying for jobs and started working on this idea of trying to bring something like that to life. So do we keep going? Like halfway. Yeah. So I, started, <laughs> I stopped applying to jobs and started working on Heron and it was started acquiring inventory slowly on Facebook marketplace, things that people had bought, champagne glasses, whatever. And eventually moved that inventory into a storage unit, everything. Meanwhile, I was also making the website, getting all mm-hmm. that ready, figuring out how I was going to track the inventory. So I was kind of doing two things simultaneously, but the, my memories are mostly of acquiring inventory and moving it from storage unit. And then I got more inventory. I needed a bigger storage unit. <laughs> so that was, those were my original stressful memories. But so I did all that. And by about March of 2020, I was kind of like ready February, March. I was as ready as I'd ever be. I mean, the website was, I did the design the website on Shopify, which I um, wholeheartedly recommend to people. It's just too easy. Even now people, (laughs) it's just, it's just too easy. I love Shopify and our website still looks fantastic. And it does. We hear like good things about it. I look forward to having a professional do it one day, but for right now, I'm very happy with Shopify. So I designed the website bought the inventory and then it was about February, March. And honestly, I was very nervous. I had done so much work and I had, I mean, I had like procedures for everything. I'd done all the website, but it was scary, right? I didn't, I never, I never really thought about what it would feel like when I got to the point of like making the website live and kind of like putting myself out there. And I feel like, I feel like whenever I hear people talk about starting their companies, they're like, yeah, I just, I like it was all I thought about. I was so excited. And I was excited. But I was terrified. I, I had put so, and I had done this all secretly, like privately, because I didn't know if anything would break down any time. Yeah. And so I told, I mean, I had a few friends, but so it was like February, March, and it was time to take my website live. And then COVID happened. And, and honestly, 
I kind of used it as an excuse for a couple of months. I was like, oh, I can't start a business now. What would I do? I mean, I was scared and it seems so silly now, but yeah, I was scared. I'd done all this work and so put it out there and so the world was like scary. And so May 2020, I launched and I posted on some groups I'm in in Austin and got a few orders, but I, I just felt like I didn't know what to do like how to grow my business from there i didn't know that many people and i'm sure like half i was like blinded by fear but i didn't know what to do so i had a few orders over the summer in may and i was mainly people that knew me or people who were recommended by friends that were like oh someone started new a new startup try it out so that was the beginning and that was good too i had some time to like work through figure out how delivery would work. So September of 2020, I started listing our items on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And so I would put them up. And a lot of people come to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist wanting to not pay full price for something. Yeah. But they don't need it. So that's when business actually took off and we started getting orders was when I made those Facebook listings on Facebook Marketplace, which is where things are supposed to be for sale. And sometimes yeah. people send me mean messages and I'm like, listen, I no. I get what you're saying, but people rent for me all the time, every single day from these listings. So the proportion of people who are upset to people who are renting is pretty low. But I will say the first time I got a message, it was me and I was like, this website for things for sale. I was so sensitive about it. And now, now I've just started replying and telling them what I told you. So yeah, that's how I got to September the March to September, March, May. May is when I got my first orders. March is when I like turned the website on. But if anyone is listening to this and is terrified, I I was scared to like tell people. I don't know why I can't like put my finger on it. I guess it's it's such a vulnerable thing to have like created something and then try and make it work. Yeah. I'm curious. So like take me back to like that first order. So that first order comes in. I mean, like what goes on through your mind? Is it like, oh, yeah. smokes, like I actually need to like do something now? Or, yeah. Like, no, sort of. Because, like, like, yeah. what do you- no, like, like, like literally I was like, oh my God, I have to, I felt like do I have to deliver this order. This is like, a, yeah, I have to do it now. I mean, <laughs> in my head, part of me is like, well, if no one ever orders, then you know, no, I'll just sell the inventory. No big deal. Yeah. No, when I got that first order, I was like, oh my God, I'm a real business. So I, yeah, so I get the order. It was a movie night bundle that was like pretty much all that was rented. People were doing like outdoor movie nights instead of big birthday parties, which was fun. So those, I did have a good pandemic business because a lot of our stuff is outside. Mm-hmm. So it was a movie night in a ranch which was i didn't know where that was at that time but it was like 30 minutes of that it's a big community ride outside of austin and i yeah so i went to my storage unit right at that point i was still in three indoor storage units yeah so i had started out with one outdoor unit i'd moved to two indoor and then i moved to like this three biggest storage units you could get in austin at a cube smart so i go to the cube smart I literally wrote her like a note. I was so over the top. Now I'm embarrassed. I was like, thank you for your order. Well, that's good customer service though. <laughs> yeah. And I had, it was, it was just, I'm sure they were like, what is happening here? I just ordered a movie night, but you know, so I, yeah, I had to go drop it off and I had my, I was so terrified. My 
boyfriend George came with me and I was like I cannot do this I've never he's like you have to do this like they are waiting for your so order cool. so yeah so he came with me emphasis on the being scared I feel like I never hear people talk that but yes yeah, so I was terrified I don't know why I even just to deliver yeah but it's just it's just scary like I made something I put it out there and no someone wanted to use it and that's I don't know it was this crazy feeling but I feel from that very first order even to now I feel such like a sense of obligation to the order sometimes sometimes people are like it's not that serious it's like it's cornhole and they're like no it's like the the main part of their tailgate like this is their event at the tailgate because you can tell people be, people give us a lot of information which is nice to just share like why they're renting from us and I felt such a like commitment to all my customers for using us for their events and Especially like the wheelchairs, the knee scooters. People are waiting for those to arrive so that they can start yeah. living their life again with these injuries. So that's kind of what helped power me through. I had to get over it. You know, I couldn't, I, we never canceled an order or altered an order. And that's really important to me. I mean, I would drive to Dallas at 6 a.m. to pick up something if it was sold out and drive back. That, that It's really important to me that people can, for two reasons. One, they just trust us as a business, but also it's, we're going to get people to replace buying things with renting them. They need to be able to, they need to be able to trust that like before they have the party, the vacuum will arrive and it'll work yeah. and they'll be able to vacuum their floor or they're not going to stop buying these things. They're going to keep buying them because they don't have a dependable place to rent them from instead. So that kind of like obligation is what got me through being scared. As silly as it might sound. So yeah, that first order, I went over to the storage unit and picked it up. I put it in my car. I just had my personal car, which always made me feel a little awkward because I'm sure people were <laughs> like, before I got the van, the van really changed delivery for me. But I would drive in my personal car, load, put the back seats down, load up the orders. So the big part of how we work is offering free delivery. We mm. deliver in two windows, nine to 12 and two to five. And in those two windows, the van leaves the warehouse with everything that's going out that day, but it also picks up all the orders coming back. So we are picking up and dropping off orders simultaneously. And sometimes we'll drop off on busy weekends. We might just drive a mile down the road or even in the same neighborhood, a pickup drop off. And that's how we're able to offer free delivery because we're able to put all those orders on just maybe a 20 mile route. Yeah. Picking up. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, so what does like the route look like? Let's just say like you get like 20 people that are going to use like your frozen blender or yeah. uh, your snow cone machine, your chocolate fountain, which are all on the website. It's really cool to like check out to like see yeah. what you have, but let's just say like people order 20 things or like 20 different people order 20 different things. I mean, take me through like the logistics. I'm like really curious. Yeah. yeah okay. So we use a website or a, Backend software called Bookable. It's a European rental management. It's mainly okay, used cool. for it's mainly used for bigger things like electronic rentals, where you might only have like fifty items total, maybe less than that. Tractors, big things like that. But we use it for like a, another big part of Heron is that all the inventory is up to date, and you don't have to contact us. So Let's for traditional rental services which sometimes people ask me, they're like, well, then anyone could do this and start offering. And I'm like, that would be great. Because right now the rental, <laughs> I'm sure if that's what like puts us out of business, 
is the whole rental industry taking a step forward and you're not having to, then then yeah. that's then that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Then, then then everything got easier for everyone. But right now, if you want to rent something, typically you have to, whether it's like a speaker or chairs for a wedding, you have to email the company and say, hi, I'd like 60 chairs wow. on like a form on their website. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know why they don't just do what we do, but <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. By all means, please take it. It's bookable, everyone, if you want to start yeah. using it. <laughs> but you know, Free information. Yeah, free information. Please make your rental services better. So they have to email and say, I want like 60 chairs and wait for them to get back to you. And then they say no, and you reach out to someone else. So on our website, you add the item to your cart and bookable on the back end, keeps track of all our orders and our availability. You add it to your cart and adjust the dates and check out. If you're able to check out and the item's available, you're good. So we, we get those orders come in and Bookable organizes them for us by day. And we have everyone's addresses, the delivery window they chose. So we get all the orders ready. We use, there are route planning softwares, but our software, but we don't use that yet. They're pretty expensive because they use a lot of data. Yeah. And Google Maps is pretty um, efficient with route. You can just add stops. So you can add stops, rearrange the stops. So it doesn't really take us that long. So we use Google Maps, plan the route, and print it out. The van's loaded up and everyone's orders are all ready to go and tagged. Yep. And yeah, so we just start driving from the warehouse. And it's not, it's actually not too complicated. And people have so many questions about delivery, like thinking that it's not sustainable. But because we're dropping off and picking up at the same mm-hmm. time, it's we can handle a lot of orders in a window in pretty close area. So the whole route might only be like 30 miles total. So at 50 cents a mile or 60 cents a mile, which is like the IRS reimbursement rate, you're talking about like $15 for nice hundreds of dollars per delivery. And that's no. an oversimplification because there's, you know, labor and all of that, but it's not the expensive time consuming thing that people imagine in their head, the route is all they're all under three hours and we're able to fit all that stuff in with had and Nero in the beginning we delivered as far away as Georgetown and Buda and I would love to still deliver there but we had to like narrow our delivery windows we got busier so I I hate that and if I customers I had to call that were some of my first customers yep. and you know I I hate that and it but it's the only way it works is kind of like narrowing the window a little bit so yeah, the delivery is actually like a lot more simple. It's just a printed route and we put it in and start driving. Drop off just takes a minute. Same with pickup. We'll send like reminder texts to have your stuff outside. But one thing people get frustrated with us, which I feel like having a business has taught me to be so much more patient with things that I think are like ridiculous somewhere yeah. because there, there's probably a reason. So a lot of people, so you agree at checkout that you'll have your stuff out. When we deliver your order, we remind you when you have to have it out. And then we'll yeah. send reminder texts now. So most people have their stuff out. But sometimes people forget and we get that. We'll let you return it to the warehouse for free. But we're not trying to like make your life hard. We're just trying to complete our business. But people will be like, you didn't knock or you didn't call. And if, if we were to get out and knock at every stop and wait for you to go get yeah. your stuff, I only have three hours to complete yeah. all these drop-offs and pickups. So say I, even I just say I just have 10 
orders in that window, if I spend three minutes knocking, waiting, that's 30 minutes. I've lost 18% of the window knocking and waiting. So that's why we don't do that. If any of our customers are listening, we would love, we would, we would love to, but that's, there's little things like that, that add up really quickly for a business with time or money. And that's why we do things the way we do, but that's the only way delivery works truly is by just leaving it on the doorstep. Yeah. I feel like because that would aggregate over time, like, yeah, I can wait a minute for you, but I have to do X amount of deliveries. And over time, that's a lot of time. And I tell people sometimes they're frustrated, but I'm like, how would you feel if your order didn't arrive in time for the birthday party? Because we were waiting for somebody else to get their chairs. I'm not, I'm not trying to be difficult or lecture you, but I just tell them, just imagine what if I was just waiting. And then we also run the risk of if we like knock on the door and are waiting for you to come that your order is not ready. And so then you're like, wait one minute, let me get it together. And I don't have those minutes. I'm doing the deliveries. So so that's why we like do everything we can. It's really important to me to be like fair and honest. And so I, you know, when people are upset, normally I just kind of wrote how, you know, how would you feel if if you didn't get your order? I'll throw them back. You actually, yeah, you would be you would be really frustrated at us. I feel like a, a teacher sometimes or something. But, I mean, if you would be really mad at us if it didn't come. Would you like our excuse that we were waiting on John Smith's chairs to be loaded yeah. up outside? Like you wouldn't like that at all. You would say John Smith needs to have his chairs outside. So those kinds of things have been big learning experiences and drawing boundaries. Like I know that's people use that phrase a lot, but really drawing boundaries like we cannot knock on your door or wait for your order yeah. to get out those kinds of things like really change heron drastically because people respect us more now that we're less lenient and there's yeah. you know there's respect us more and we have less problems now that we are less accommodating to you not following the rules but i think if the, the important caveat is we send reminders to you like a great so yeah we're not <laughs> And all you have to do is, I love Autumn because I used to feel so bad about it when people were frustrated, but Autumn would say, Emery, you're literally driving to their house. (laughs) Like all they have to do is, all they have to do is put it outside. You don't have to clean it. We do all the cleaning. She was like, what more could you do? (laughs) Like you texted them. All they have to do is open their front door. So I appreciate having someone to help put things in perspective for me like that. Yeah. I'm curious, like, so, like, what are, the, like, the different hats you wear? Because, like, obviously, like, you started the company, you help with, like, deliveries. Like, what are all, like, hats that you wear? Like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we are looking to now that I have, we have, like, really good processes and yeah. we have great organization in the warehouse. We know what products are popular, all that stuff. I We have, like, a great foundation and we are looking to grow and raise money, expand. We've never run any advertisement. All of our orders come from Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Wow. Now we rank on like Google Maps. So if you like open your phone and search ice cream or something, for for us, it's if you search like wheelchair rental or folding chair rental, we'll show up on maps. And then we rank for like a few different products, awesome. like laser tag, karaoke. Yeah, that's been it. I mean, that's been a game changer. It's, it's crazy how ranking on google it changes everything the orders we get are bigger everything's everything's because i'm not having to like fight for every single order on fishing yeah. marketplace or craigslist or next door post whatever so so all that to be said we're looking to 
hire people to do this. Mm-hmm. Other some of these things I'm going to tell you I do, but let's see. So I run, I do the deliveries. So all we're open seven days a week. So I do all the delivering. I know for now we do all the maintenance and cleaning of the products. The maintenance is hard. A lot of time on YouTube, but yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of time. But now once once I know how things work, it, it gets a little better. But so we have, I do all the maintenance. Well, Autumn and I together. Delivery, marketing, everything, everything. <laughs> I can't think of it. Running the website. What else? Yeah, literally everything. We don't have anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, like, so this has been like really operating for two and a half years now, somewhere if my math's right. I mean, like, how have you changed as like an entrepreneur? You're doing all of this different stuff. I'm sure you've seen yourself grow like in a lot yeah. of ways. But I mean, like reflecting on that, like, how have you seen yourself? I think probably, honestly, the biggest, the biggest change I've seen is in me is being like confident in what we're offering and how we're running things. Like I was saying back to Autumn being like, Amory, you're literally driving to their house. Like what more, what more could you do? (laughs) Like go disassemble it. You can't do that at those price points. But when I started, I was really, yeah, I just wasn't yeah, the simple thing is just not confident what I was offering and that I was doing things correctly and fairly to customers. I'm like an extremely fair person. And so I kind of felt like I should always be doing more. So setting boundaries in general with customers with, yeah, that's been like my biggest growth is Mm -hmm. being okay. Also, um, something is we can maintain things perfectly everything's great but something's gonna break yeah oh, and yeah. At, at some point we actually we do like a ton of research ton of research like entire work days before we buy products so we buy really good stuff and we actually don't really have any problems i think i've only had something break that i need to replace like once or twice but yeah. that was a big just that it wouldn't be perfect a lot of a lot of just like acceptance like it's not gonna be perfect someone's gonna have a problem with us like they're not gonna like something we did they're not gonna like and that there's nothing i can do about that so like boundary setting also in my in my mind because I, I would spend a lot more time it seems so silly now worried about if a customer was like asking a question like oh we didn't do this okay it's okay that it wasn't good enough this time next time address their question so the next customer doesn't have the same question so like if something's confusing about the projector or instructions and I used to spend so much time dwelling that they that it wasn't like a perfect experience. And I'm so much better now about just it is what it is. You know, I didn't have that instructions perfect. I hadn't set this up well enough, so it was so easy for them. But that's okay. Most of most of our customers are really nice and most uh, most well, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The vast, the vast <laughs> people. Some people just aren't that nice. It's okay. Yeah. Like, they're just not nice people, and yeah. you can kind of see that. And that's okay. It, I but just kind of accepting things that I could do everything in my power to make something perfect for someone, and whether the outside world like that this product broke, it had nothing to do with me. That was a big thing, and just me not being so like because I was gonna like run myself out of out of being able to do this just by wanting everything to be perfect all the time and I could not let go that there might be problems and the re- as soon as I let go I feel like there were less problems because I was spending so they would just I, I mean I would so we 
when we deliver the text or when we deliver your order, we do a lot of things over text message. I tried to build a company that like I would want to use and I don't like to talk on the phone. So you never have to talk to us at all. Most of our customers don't talk to us, but if you do need to, you can just send us a text message yeah. and we will reply. I was like, oh, hey, are there extra batteries? Whatever. That's what mm -hmm. I would want rather than calling, waiting. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, I used to spend every Saturday night just like staring at my phone, waiting for something to go wrong. And now I have like a time where we don't offer customer service anymore, which is totally yeah. fair, like a boundary. You know, if you haven't set up your product by 10 p.m., I'm sorry. Like but we're, we are still a normal business. You can text us. But after 10, sometimes I'll turn my phone off if I'm just like having a chill night because you should set your product up by then, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> So I think the biggest growth I've had is just accepting everything's not going to be perfect and also yeah. having the confidence in what I'm offering to know that I, I was doing my best and if something goes wrong, it is what it is. And just also boundary setting with customers and that's just made things so much easier. So we were getting like walked all over before autumn when you listen to this before you got there i've told it a hundred times autumn <laughs> autumn changed the game autumn was like Amory, no you go we're not doing this anymore we're not like apologizing for every little thing like things happen and you need to draw a line in the sand that your products need to be outside or you need to you need to rectify it yourself it's not up to me to like drive back down there or whatever yeah so I feel like you like have done like so much and like you you're like really conscious of that now like setting boundaries sounds like you've like have gone above and beyond for like some customers so I'm just like curious oh, yeah. like what's like the, like the scrappiest thing like you've done with him oh well probably like going above and beyond we we do that a lot like I'll let people because I do it I did start this to help people and make people's lives easier and that doesn't always fit into like the 12 the noon cutoff uh, we have same, we do offer same day delivery because it's just not that hard to add like a spot cleaner to the route or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but life doesn't always like fit neatly in that noon cutoff. So actually literally last weekend, someone reached out on Facebook. We have something called a slumber pod, which is like a blackout curtain for a, for a crib. So like if you are sharing your room with a baby you can like have the lights on stuff and oh, they're still sleeping. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a cool product. And it's such a good thing to rent because you really only need it when you're like traveling with a baby. And some parents don't ever do that, which I I totally get. So she actually reached out on Facebook and said, like, we are staying downtown at this hotel and we thought we were gonna have two bedrooms. Mm -hmm. it, but we don't. And so that literally once the baby goes to sleep, they just have to sit with the lights off. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't do every time they go to the bathroom, you know, so it would just be so hard to share a room with a baby without any sort of like curtain or whatever. So she, she messaged. So I went back to the warehouse and got that. I mean, she was downtown. It was like a convenient order, but yeah. I was like, yeah, just place your order for tomorrow. I'll fix it. So it's stuff like that, like knee scooters, wheelchairs, there's no cotton candy emergency, but yeah. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done that, but the crazy, so we, we'll do that. I do want to like help people and that's why we're doing this. So we will double back and go pick it up, make a special trip for you or something like that. But like the craziest above and beyond customer need yeah. was one time I, this was the off season. So like January and February are really slow, which is good. It gives us time to like 
get new inventory, get everything organized. But this was like a February or March movie night rental and I deliver it and it was a slow day. So I'm back at home. It was an afternoon window and they call and they're like, their remote doesn't work. I'm like, that's just so weird for the projector. I'm like, it's so weird. Like, I just don't even know how it's possible, but I can't really argue with you when you say the remote doesn't work. Like, it's like when it's like when Amazon asks you to prove you didn't get a packet. What do I do? Like, show me yeah. the remote. So <laughs> like, I, like, take a video of it not working. I don't know. So I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll be, I'll be right there. We have like backups of things. And like, I'll be right there with like another remote. So I just, we have... I just brought them a whole new projector and I was like, here, I just dropped off the same projector. Just use that remote. Maybe it's yeah. a problem with the projector, whatever. Here's a second projector. And this is our like infamously easy projector. It's the LG smart projector. I love it. It's very expensive, but I would recommend it to people because you can, it's like the LG TV interface. Yeah. So you can log on to Netflix, whatever. It's awesome. So they call like, an hour later and they're like this remote doesn't work either and i'm like this is just not possible like we checked all this stuff really we, we replaced the batteries and they're like this remote doesn't work either and i'm like i just this is possible this is not possible so i so then in the and the the customers like frustrated they're like these remotes don't work they're like we spent so much time we have this party and the remotes don't work yeah. So I, I go down and I'm like, I'm just going to come. I'm just going to come set it up. I'm sorry. Don't spend any more time on it. But I drive down there and it's the middle of the day. And this customer had been trying to set up the projector in the middle of the day, which mm -hmm. projectors don't work in the middle of the day. So the, the, the remote was working, but you couldn't see the image that the remote was yeah. working because it was the middle of the day <laughs> and, and it was sunny outside. So I set up this projector and the screen in this person's backyard. And they kind of like, after they realized that they just, they just couldn't see the screen and that they were setting up a projector in the middle of the day, they got like a little defensive, and, you know, kind of like, well, how? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't have that many customers trying to set up in the middle of the day. But I just set it up. I left. Everything was good. But. I, when I got down there, I was like, the projector's not working because it's the middle of the day. That's that's why. But I'm happy I went down there and got it fixed for them rather than being upset. But that was a good, back to what you said earlier, that was just a good moment for me. I wasn't freaking out. Maybe the, both remotes were broken. That sucks. But I'll go fix this because you don't need the remotes. So that was that was definitely the craziest thing I've done because I was not my pulse at all. But once you're down there, what am I supposed to do? Be like, you need to go set this up in the dark. So I set it all up. Everything is good. I think they had a good night. But yeah, that was definitely the most frustrating thing that's happened. But it's fine. It's things like that'll happen. So well, I love it. And, and yeah. So one more question for you as we wind down on time. I'm just curious. You look back. Let's rewind to 2027. What would happen to have to happen within the next four years for you to like really look back and be like, wow, like we have made a ton of growth. Yeah. So definitely getting, hiring more employees and it's kind of limiting to what, because I'm a, the delivery driver too, and it's like nine to nine to 12 and two to five, I could be gone on a Tuesday, like all day. 
you know, delivering. So hiring more customers, hiring more customers, hiring more employees. Definitely, I look forward to having some more partnerships. I think there's a lot of opportunity for us with hotels, a lot of ways to like make people's lives easier. You know, I've, I've forgotten my computer charger at a hotel and I expected they would just have those downstairs. Like once people have forgotten, I don't know, maybe that's like entitled, but yeah, like, no, we don't have computer. We don't have computer chargers down here. You know, like yeah. we're a hotel front desk. We don't just keep a whole. They were nice, <laughs> but they were like, "Why would we have a computer charger?" Um, just... So stuff like, so stuff like that. A lot more partnerships. Definitely expanding to other cities in Texas. There's just we actually have customers drive in from San Antonio and Waco for our wheelchairs and knee scooters we're some of the only people renting them in the way that we do not a big like medical because a lot of in a lot of insurances if you just have like a sprained ankle for two weeks they won't cover you know a knee scooter but you don't want to buy one they're like 140 dollars. so we have customers drive in from san antonio or waco literally today to return knee scooters and wheelchairs expanding to other cities. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Actually, last question for you is you're a huge Jags fan. And so we have to keep this on track for next year. What's a projected record for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2020? Oh, the Jags? Okay. I'm thinking in how many games have we won this season? I mean, I, I lost track. Once we started, once we made the playoffs, oh, when we when we won the division, no, none of like ESPN even had graphics ready. It was just like a picture of our logo, and it was like <laughs> the division. That was that was like that was like the highlight of my life. I have screenshots. I'm like, you guys didn't even have graphics ready. Okay, I'm thinking, oh God, I feel like I've never even put on the record with stuff like this. I'm nervous. Let's. We're going to the Super Bowl next year. Okay, I like it. I How like that. I feel co- I feel confident. I feel confident. I feel like I feel confident. In the next two years, we're going to the Super Bowl, and I'll be there. Awesome. What? It's been a lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Anne-Marie, Thank you so so much for joining us. All your links will be down from below for people to check out. But thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this conversation. You were great. Yeah. Thank you for having me.